Hello and thank you once again for joining my table of delight, Firestarter Ignite, a podcast on the go derived from my journey of life for your delight and encouragement. I share what's on my heart as well as the journey that I'm on with those that I'm connected to. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing a study on the book of Matthew and you too can be part of it. Join, if you have not yet, a private Facebook group, Sword Study Delight, for discussions and further details. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Sword Study Delight. Without further ado, let's get started. Matthew chapter 27. This next chapter is not an easy chapter to read. But it is important that we do go through the account of the book of Matthew, not skipping anything, but that we are reading every single thing in context. Because if we don't and we miss some things, we may uh, also misunderstand the scripture if we read it out of context. So it's important to examine each part. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said. For I have betrayed innocent blood. Judah. Judah felt remorseful. He felt regret. He said he felt shame. He felt condemnation. And uh, he brought back the money. He said, I, I, I don't want this. I betrayed innocent blood. I have sinned. And the, the people that he gave that money to. They said, what is that to us? They replied, "What? that's your responsibility. What's done is done. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. Horrid. Horrid moment. But that's what happened. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, it is against the law to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. There's some importance to it. There's some significance to it. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate answered him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing up against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. 
Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah, Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Then Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead of, uh, of an uproar, he, apologize, was starting. He took water and washed his hands in, cr in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and our children. That What you're seeing right now is, is these people causing an uproar, but they simply are not understanding what they're doing. If they knew truly, who the son of man was, they wouldn't have crucified him. They wouldn't have put him on that, in that place. But they were ignorantly, ignorantly shouting, crucify him. And I'm reminded of Crowder, Red Letters, by, uh, by a particular band that was saying, this particular song and it says the crowd was shouting crucify and that crowd is us sometimes we don't understand just like that crowd and we shout crucify crucify without being aware of what's really happening and I have in the past did the same thing and I'm so thankful that Jesus does not look at me and say, you, the accuser, you have no part. He forgives me. He forgives you. He forgives us, even for our ignorance. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. It was already decided from the beginning of this world that Jesus had to go through this gruesome death, that Jesus had to go through this gruesome moment in his life. And no matter how much he wanted this cup to pass from him, because he was also human, it had to be 
done. Then the governor's soldier took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. What a horrible moment. Passion of Christ. If you watch the documentary of Jesus crucifixion is not a pretty one is not a pretty one so much was done to him they mocked him they spit on him they beat him endlessly put a staff in his right hand even put a thorn a crowd a crown of thorns on his head it was not a beautiful moment but that is what needed to happen mm. for us to receive forgiveness. The Son of Man had to go through this in order that we would have forgiveness, in order that we would have victory. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for what he has done for me. Are you thankful for what he has done for you? This is a very, very painful chapter to read. Because it describes the horrid moments of what Jesus had to go through. And when we read it, we feel the pain that Jesus had to go through. And sometimes in life we go through certain things and we feel as if we're the only ones going through it. But let us not forget that the Son of Man first and foremost went through the pain that you're going through today. Whatever it is that you are going through today, Jesus had already went through it for you. You may be only suffering a part, a portion, but He has already suffered through. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. Mm -hmm. More horrid moments. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Like that wasn't enough that they beat him, mocked him, spit on him. That wasn't enough. There was slander. 
they were making fun of him. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Presenting shame. Jesus had to go through this shame. Jesus had to go through all this pain. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. I really believe that. And, you know, you could think this for yourself, however you want to think for yourself. But I really believe that they were overshadowed at that moment, like their eyes were closed they were wa walking in their flesh at that moment. And I remember walking myself in flesh. I, 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 I could not understand what I was doing. I was doing these horrid things and I, I couldn't understand how could, I do, uh, how could I have done them. But sometimes your flesh overpowers you and your eyes, your spiritual eyes begin to close and you do not realize what you're doing in ignorance, in ignorant, ignorance. You are going through these moments of your life. And just like these people, they, they looked upon Jesus with contempt. Saying, hey, you were talking about building a temple. Or uh, uh, you were talking about destroying the temple and building it in three days. Here's your moment. It, it, it's just... I'm speechless right here. Come down from the cross if you are a son of God. In the same way, the chief priests and teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. This was their moment. This was their moment to mock him. They were looking to accuse him all this time. They were, they were looking to crucify him all this time. Now comes the moment for them. Do whatever it is that you want to do. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he had said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults at him, on him. It wasn't enough that they beat him. It wasn't enough that they crucified him. They spoke evil things against him. And the Son of Man had to go through all of that. The Son of Man had to face all these insults that were hurled at him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with the wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. It's not enough, right, that they're beating him. It's not enough that they're 
crucif they have to crucify him. It's not enough that they're hurling these insults at him and slandering him and all these other things. Now they're making fun of him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. He fought the good fight. Mm. He fought the good fight and now he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tomb broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. The earth could not handle what was going on. Even the dead were raised. I didn't see this before, but now I'm seeing it. And it's like, wow, even the dead bodies of many holy people were raised to life. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of man. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself became a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it was given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it on his own, on his own new tomb that he had cut out of a rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. It's an illustration of the burial of Jesus. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priest and the Pharisee went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that, the, that while he was still alive, the deceiver, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. These Pharisee, like they... No wonder Jesus was speaking uh, speaking so much um, against them because they were so full of evil. So he gave the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he had been raised from the dead. This less deception will be worse than the first. I'm telling you, like... They did not have enough crucifying him. They didn't have enough beating him. They didn't have enough. Now they, they, they even want to cover their tracks. Come on. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. They wanted to make sure that what Jesus had said wasn't going to happen. These religious folks, these religious folks who claimed to be, to be God's followers were the ones who did such wild things to him. I hope you're learning. There's so much to learn from this chapter, so much. This is just like 
a little portion of what was going on. There's so much more that you can get out of this scripture. If you're able to go back to the scripture and study for yourself, go back to the scripture and examine the passages for yourself, go back to the scripture and meditate upon it because this is really, really important. Really, These are really important passages that we can meditate upon. God bless and take care. So today we are reading the book of Matthew, chapter 28, the last chapter of the book of Matthew. And we're just going to round up the chapter uh, for this month. And uh, I pray it was a blessing to you. I pray that it encouraged you, inspired you, and, uh, and it also gave you or inspired you to continue to seek out the scriptures for yourself. Jesus has risen, Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath at dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to him, Do not be to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to the Galilee, where they will see me. It's a beautiful account of the resurrection of Christ and the meeting of these uh, women that went to the grave to look for Jesus. And they did not find him. He has risen just as he had said. So uh, as they were walking in the garden, Jesus appeared to them. And, uh, and so they were, they were just um, amazed at what was happening. And uh, in in the Ukraine, uh, the country that I am from, uh, people often greet each other with this particular statement uh, at Easter time, which which I, I'm going to say in Russian, and then uh, particular maybe you are Russian, you're listening to me, but uh, we normally say Christos was Chris, and then if you are one who listens to this particular declaration, you respond, which means Christ has risen and with a reply of, indeed, he has risen. And so this is uh, where it came from. It's accustomed for us to declare that 
but it has truly came from this particular chapter because we are declaring that he has risen and also agreeing that indeed he has risen. We're just saying these words, but we don't realize what we're saying. But we are literally declaring and decreeing that Christ has risen. Indeed, he has risen. Let us continue. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised the plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money, telling them, You are to say, His disciples came during the night and stole him away while we were asleep. They were willing to pay money. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this very day. When the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So when they saw Jesus, Jesus, Jesus had an instruction for them. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. You have first and foremost saw what was happening with me. You have first and foremost disciples have experienced all that I have commanded you. Now go on and retell it to the world. Now go and, and, and teach them, teach everyone around you, teach them to observe everything that I have, I, Jesus have commanded you. As surely I am with you always to the very end of age. I hope this chapter or this particular book has been a blessing to you. Uh, the book of Matthew is one of my favorite gospel books. Um, the account of Jesus is just amazing in this book. And uh, I pray that it was a blessing to you. Let us stay for the next uh, session or um, passage reading. And uh, God bless. Take care.